Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up. Especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast Show. Today we got Will Meadows. Kevin Delp. Melissa Delp. Ryan Pills. Journeyman Dan. And Sarah Meadows. In the house. And some of these folks in the house just made it to the house. We just walked in the door. Because it's been like an hour, but it's been an hour. <laughs> it feels like we just walked in the door from PAX Unplugged. Welcome back. Uh, we are going to spend the episode today talking about some of the exciting adventures that y'all had up in Philadelphia. Welcome back, though, to all of our listeners as well. Hope y'all are doing well in this holiday season. We've got plenty of games to talk about on the show today. Uh, and primarily, we are going to be talking about that PAX experience. So we had who went? Sarah, Ryan, Melissa, and everyone else in spirit. Oh, I like especially that. Kevin. He was the one most talked about. Most spirited. <laughs> Since Kevin's the uh, contact for most of the companies, he's the one who's done most of the communicating through the year. So we're in meetings going, oh, yeah, we'll have we're Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. We'll, we'll have Kevin email you or you should email Kevin about that. What so would we Kevin just, say? Yeah. We, 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 were can, just, we can make bracelets. <laughs> pa- passing the buck off to Kevin. Excellent. So you guys did have an opportunity to head up there. Now, I think all three of you guys have been to PAX before, right? This wasn't a first-time rodeo for anybody. Yes, we've all been in previous years. Although, for me and Melissa, it's been quite a while. It was 2018. It popped Whoa! up in my Google Memories. So I'm not sure if that was the first or second year of PAX, but it was pretty early on for PAX Unplugged. And it was very small back then. So it has grown, and they actually sold out. It was very crowded this time. Their three-day passes were sold out. Wow, that's craziness. Now, is it in the same location that it was when you guys went the first year? Yes, it's the Philadelphia Convention Center. Um, I think they had much more of the center, like all of it this time. I know Ryan and I went a while ago. 2019. 2019. That seems like it wasn't that long ago, but that's like already, what, four years ago? What year is this? I don't even know. Four years. (laughs) How different was it from when we went, Ryan? I went and I was like, I don't recognize any of this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't recognize the city. I don't recognize the convention center. After I was there a while, I was like, oh, this is the door we normally walk through. And like, here's the good restroom. Ah, the important (laughs) stuff. That's right. All right. So give us a little bit of a rundown. You guys all drove up together. And where did the adventure begin? Well, we started off with... A great evening of uh, Kids Table Board Gaming hosted and get together event for media to show off. They announced and re- are releasing um, some new games. And so we got to check out some prototypes of three new games that they will be uh, coming out with in the next few months. And uh, we got to play a couple of them. So it was great. And the nice thing about this meetup, it was it was the night before. So we hadn't stayed up late yet, even though we drove all day. Um, so we weren't exhausted and, you know, trying to put up a good face. But all the other media were there, which were friends with a lot of them. And it was great to hang out with 
friends and and get to see everybody to start off the show. So the social warmer party night. I like it. Yeah. What uh, the games that you got to preview are they? Are you going to tell us about them? Sure. <laughs> we played Wasabi, so I'll let Melissa tell a little bit about that one. So Wasabi, you have a shared board with ingredients. Well, it starts pretty empty and then you're placing ingredients in the board and you're trying to get them in certain combinations to fulfill um, recipes. And But everyone's putting ingredients in, so what they place may or may not help what you're trying to do. You can get some special action cards that might let you swap ingredients or snake your line or do other things. So there's a bit of a push and pull as people place down ingredients and hoping that they do something that will help your ingredient. Now, I saw the green wasabi cubes. Do you eat them? Do you, are they bonus points? What's the... <laughs> what board games do you actually eat? Not enough of them. Okay. <laughs> they, they are points, but they're also sometimes like a currency to activate some of the action cards that you get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you have three options on your turn. Or maybe you have to place an ingredient. You but have, then yeah. you, you can either fulfill a order, a recipe, or you can take all of the green cubes that have been accumulating in the bowl or you can take one of those action cards. So sometimes you're like, I think Sarah near the end. I realized everybody has been trying to fulfill orders right at the end and get a bunch of points. And I realized there was like eight or nine points, which is more than any of the orders, just sitting available for anybody to take. And I snatched them and I was like, no, I just looked over and noticed. <laughs> so if you had to compare this to a game, what is it like? Is this not a game or is it? <laughs> Sorry, to, to a different to another game. game. Yeah, to, this to a different game. Good question. It does feel similar to some things. Let me let me think about Wait, it. We have been in the car for yes. eight or nine hours coming <laughs> off of convention. We'll think about that because I do feel like I have played games where there's kind of like tiles that you're placing out. And the order matters. There's not a ton of swapping in this one. Like occasionally, mm-hmm. it's not like the tiles are moving a lot. Um, one illustrated by what's the one that we just played? That's illustrated by Beth Sobel, and it was like foxes in the woods. They were magical. Nocturne. Nocturne. Is it like that? No, I haven't played that one. Oh, it looked like it. <laughs> <laughs> Another game we played there was Cafe Barra. It's you are capybaras running uh, coffee shops in South America, apparently. You have uh, a capybara that you start with, and he has some ingredients that he already has. Uh, but then as you go, you have the, a hand of cards that you can either use to pay to be an additional ingredient in your little bistro coffee shop, or at the bottom of the cards, there's an order that you can try to fill out using the ingredients you already have, and you say, okay... Uh, this one has these three ingredients. I have two of those, so I get two coins. And you can use those to buy additional ingredients to then get three. And if you ever fulfill all three ingredients on a card, that person is now a regular, and you tuck them under your uh, store to show that these are points you've earned for the end of the game. And um, it was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, so they will have a full game of this coming out eventually, and they made a mini micro version of the game to pass out so we could try out what some of the mechanics will be like in the full version. 
Yeah, some very chill capybaras. It was appropriate. Chill capybaras. Very nice. So you guys chilled out all evening, first night of PAX. Yep. Got a good night's sleep. I do have one more game oh, one more I'd game. like to Let's mention. I didn't get to play this one, but I did watch Grant Lyon play uh, with Amanda Panda. and Almost as good as playing it. Yeah. It is called Layers, and it reminds me oh, of... Oh, all night I thought it said Liars. <laughs> okay, I, I actually saw a photo of this, and I thought it said liars too. So I don't fault you. No, is layers l a i r s, which I'm surprised that name has not already been taken uh, for other board games. But in the game, it reminds me of a dungeon version of Battleship. So you have a screen, you build a little dungeon with specific pieces, and the other person behind their screen builds a little dungeon, and then you have to make your way through it, and you're kind of deducing like where you think they place the pieces like Battleship. It looked a lot of fun. Sounds pretty cool. And there, oh, there was another game, and I wish I could remember the title, but it was kind of a space-themed Yeah, an asteroid. Fun. Oh, so there's only one other planet in this galaxy or something that has life on it but now that you've just discovered it an asteroid is about to destroy it uh, so you're it's working called how to save the world yeah so you're working together well no you're not working together you're competing <laughs> with other scientists to save this world but there's different tracks there's like a a laser to blow up the asteroid a shield to defend from the asteroid and uh, a way to evacuate the world get all the life off of it. And so you're trying to get up on these different tracks and beat all the other scientists because you don't really care about the life so much as just, you know, getting Fame. your own project done. <laughs> the renown of it. Yeah, that one looked really interesting to me because it had different tracks and different, like, action spaces. So excited about so things to come. On right. One, that's a good Thursday. start. That was yeah, before that was, the concert. That's, that's the pre-show. The show hasn't even begun. Excellent. So while you guys were there, you demoed for All Play. Is that correct? Yes. All Play is going to be one of our sponsors at Tantrum Con, which is exciting. So we got to hang out with them a little bit. You guys did some demoing, I assume. What kind of games were you guys teaching? I played a lot of the brand new game they're releasing in January called Bacon. It is a trick-taking shedding game. Reminds me a little bit of Steam Court. Mm. Um, but it sounds delicious. Yeah, but bacon-themed. I played uh, Mind Space. Yeah, and I think that was the standout one for me. Yeah. I really enjoyed teaching that one. So they had probably about 10... 10 to 12 10 games to 12 out. tables out in their uh, booth area. And a couple of them, like sale, they had more than one copy. But there were like eight games... So we all basically decided we would learn like three or four and kind of float in an area. So the first day I was like, okay, I'm going to learn these in this row. And then we get there on Saturday and they had rearranged the tables <laughs> so that new things are facing the aisle. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> I'll learn some more games. Well, fortunately, a lot of the all play games, especially the, the small box ones, the rule page, the rule book is four or five pages at most. And they're little and it's the size of the box, which is a. I don't know, six by six square. So it's small box and quick to and easy to learn. Yeah. I, oh. I played a lot of fiction while we were there. Luckily, I'd played it already at the Delps house. And uh, I struggled with not cheating because it is really hard not to lie twice on those <laughs> clues. I, I must have done it like every third game. 
and it would be like halfway through, you know, eight minutes have already passed. And then I'm like, oh, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) I did did a YouTube short for fiction a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a great blah, blah, blah. And then I uploaded it and like, well, I lied twice. (laughs) So fiction is kind of like Mastermind. They they tote it as if it's a Wordle game. And it's very much like Wordle as well. But the one hitch is with the clues in your response to their guess, one of the tokens about one of the letters is a lie every time, but only one. And uh, it's really hard to make it only one because you get fixated <laughs> on doing two sometimes. But I did a lot of that. And I also did mountain goats, which is a lot of fun. You roll dice and you pull them together to try to make uh, the numbers five through ten. And any number five through ten that you're able to pull your four dice together to make, you're able to move your goats up on those tracks. If you get to the top, you get points. If you would move past the top, you get additional points every time. But if somebody else gets to the top and you're already there, you get kicked down to the bottom of the mountain, just like in real life with goats. Real life. Always kicking the other goats down to the bottom. (laughs) And uh, you're just trying to get points until all the tokens, until three of the piles of tokens are gone or all of the bonus tokens are gone if you get one of each number you get a bonus token and that one was a lot of fun to play and demo and just see the competitiveness come out of different people as they were playing um there was some other games there that i didn't get to play quite as much of like kabuto sumo i don't know mm-hmm. if i pronounced that right yeah it's classic. and um there was one where you are it's a trick-taking game and i shouldn't have even let off Maury? Of this. is it called bacon it's where <laughs> uh two people sale no Sort of. I mean, those are all trick-taking. They, they, they released like four or five trick-taking games, so we're just going to keep on. This one I thought was really interesting, so it's different than all the ones you said. Uh, you're on a team with somebody else, and you play the suit, they play the number. Was it Luna? Oh. Lunar or Lunar? Luna or something like that, yeah. That was really interesting. I never got to play it, but it was fun to watch because it was just very thinky. Because you you pick the cards that you then give to your partner and like this is oh, your you hand. have to remember them Ooh. and then one of you plays suit one of you plays rank and you got to try to <laughs> figure it out <laughs> interesting so cool. i want to circle back to mind space real quick because we went on a rabbit trail uh this is a roll and write tetris style game where you roll dice and you put them in columns there are six cards and you can only draw the shapes that have a die by them but each die is a different color so if there's a blue die on the t shape if i want to draw that shape i have to draw it in blue and your board is like a little brain that you are trying to fill out with different attributes And each color scores a different way. So you're trying to balance the colors that you're putting in your brain and where they're going. And it it was a really cool game. I'd like to play it some more. Excellent. So you guys did some doing for all space, for all space, all play. And you played the game Mind Space. <laughs> what are some of the other hit highlights that you guys hit while you were there? Did you run into any friends? Did you guys do cool dinners? What was the one of the things that I should be most jealous of? The thing you would be most jealous of. You're not supposed to be jealous. Well, is did you play this photo of us well, inside well, of the Ever Tree? They had a life-size Ever Tree that you could do a photo shoot with the 
cute little animals below the tree, and you got to climb inside. Fortunately, my jealousy was already satisfied because me and Jonah did that at Gen Con. What? <laughs> How did I miss this? I don't know, but they had the retreat there. What? Got to hang out and say hi to uh, the designers and everybody. It was a good time. Oh, man. But didn't I'm, even. I'm, How did I? I, I was actually I come been with jealous. you. How did I miss this? I don't know. You were working. <laughs> I was working. That is correct. So I... Don't want to say too much because I can't remember how much we can say, but we did get a media-only first look at the new expansion for Thunder Road Vendetta. And let me just say, in our demo, uh, we were against Bob with One Board Family and Isaac from Gaming with Sidekicks. And we kicked their butts. <laughs> Way to go, <laughs> We were like, oh, we just got three points. Oh, oh, we need to leave for another. Two points. We also gained five to zero. We got a meeting to go to. Oh, Thanks, guys. Hide <laughs> <laughs> dry. Way to go. Yes, it definitely leans into the um, more shoot 'em up carnage aspect mm. of. Thunder Road Vendetta. And that's Which coming. A lot of people really like, and it just capitalizes on all of that type of gameplay, which I think a lot of people will actually play this new version more than the current version. And even though that one has seemed to be a favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's coming March ish. So hopefully we will be able to get uh, some type of footage on our channel of that. My highlight was. River of Gold. It was they did a demo for us there of a early prototype copy, but even the early prototype was embossed with a lot of gold. shimmery, shiny gold. Oh. It was very cool and very tactile. Uh, it's set in the Legend of Five Rings universe, oh, okay. and you have boats that you're going down this river. It's sort of like pick up and deliver. Where you are, you're taking your boat down to different places, earning coin at the location you're at or the goods. And then you've got a card, a hand of cards that you're trying to uh, fulfill those goods on. And then if you are able to fulfill one of your cards, it might give you additional uh, abilities or upgrade what you can do. Um, you're rolling dice every time, though. So you got to decide uh, how to spend your dice, whether you're going to use them to move one of your two boats down the river or if you're going to use them to build something on one of the spaces that it's showing Uh, because if you build something it gives whoever goes to that space a benefit but it'll also give you a kickback and um, it also kind of influences the territories that the different spaces are in and there's this whole uh, competition over who can get the most influence in different territories because those are going to give you additional uh resources and eventually points and uh it it was it was great it was good it sounds (laughs) really complicated but the mechanics were simple it was just a lot of okay i have this much money i really would love to influence this area and this is the die i rolled so i can move here let's see what i can do it was very good and well thought out mechanics that weren't complicated to understand even though there was plenty of strategy yeah yeah it's coming from z-man games and they're actually publishing office dog is the original design company the the art and illustration on the board and on the cards are kind of reminiscent of one of those um like maps of the world where there's like monsters hanging in the corners um but they do it in the style of I mean, it's a river, so there's, it's, um, 
I don't know where I was going with this. It's it's, it's, it's very done Japanese. In, it's, yeah, it's done in a nice Japanese so, style, and it all fits together and very well. With gold, it was so cool. You just <laughs> you don't even know, Will. You don't even know. So beautiful. <laughs> I think I might be jealous. I might have been. That one's coming out soon. That was a release there. What was the? Uh, you know? No, it was a prototype form. It's coming sometime next year. I think maybe it was Gen Con. So it's a yeah, ways out. Right. Did you guys play crabs in a bucket? We did not play crabs in a bucket. Uh, we did get to play um, a few other prototypes. One game that I enjoyed, Melissa and Ryan decided to sit this one out, was we played dead last with a big group of us uh, one of the evenings. So we had a full player count of 12. And there were a few of us media there. Chris Goodlett was playing as well as the Burrells and a couple others. And um, I'm usually okay at dead last by Smirk and Dagger. And we got killed off the first round. <laughs> Me and um, a couple others. There was a you tie. In the loop? You I in know. The loop party? Well, we were, but there were just a couple of loops that ended up tying. <laughs> it's been a while since I played Dead Last. That is a good time. It is. I, I probably would have been jealous of that too. I know because you liked that. Ga- I liked that game as well, and I was sad I got out right away. Yeah, this definitely was a convention of seeing stuff that is coming. We also. Ryan and I got to demo River Valley Glassworks coming from All Play, and it's designed by Matt Riddle, Ben Pinchback, Adam Hill, that kind of group with Motor City yep. Gameworks. And this is actually a game that Kevin and I played a early prototype of way back, probably in about 2018-ish at Unpub. And it's very different now, but kind of similar. But it's Everdell type animals. Andrew Ooh, Bosley okay. is the artist on it, and it's cute, very little, cute, cute little river animals that are collecting glass on the river, and then you're putting them into your your shop, your board, your collection, and it's the kind of plastic esque. Acrylic, yeah, acrylic, fun shapes, shapes and colors. There's different shapes and different colors. And when you put your token out, your piece of glass onto the river to collect other pieces of glass, the shape matters because the shapes can only go on certain tiles. But then when you put them into your board, the color matters and you're trying to get certain kind of sets of colors and get points through it. It was um, the fall of 2018 when we saw the first prototype. Wow. Every time I start to work on a game design, I remember that these prototypes take like six years and then I give up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this this game, uh, they already have agreements with Target and Barnes & Noble and they have agreements with some folks over in Germany to publish it. They think it's poised to do really well. So keep your eyes out. Uh, for this game because River it's going to be amazing. River Valley Glassworks. Glassworks. I always want to say like River Seed or something, like River Glass. I don't know. But River Valley Glassworks is the name of the game. Check it out. So one of the – so first of all, I this is a different con or feel of con from some of the other ones, especially Gen Con. I, I ran into a friend who spends a lot of time um, selling games and um, teaching games, and his comment was, um, 
that he loves the customers that are here at PAX because a lot of them are looking for Christmas gifts and to give away games. And so they're not pushy about it. They're very happy just to hear, you know, a a two minute pitch and, oh yeah, this sounds interesting. And uh, this friend would like it. And he said, it's very different from the type of gamer who shows up at Gen Con and wants to do the full demo, but doesn't get to, and uh, is very pushy about, oh, why would I buy it here instead of online? And there's, you know, are you going to give me any extras and bonuses and very elitist? And it's kind of a a different crowd of people. And I think it's got a wider range of ethnicities and types of gamers. And there's a little bit more diversity of people that come to this one. So I've, it has just a different vibe altogether from just the consumerism of Gen Con. So it is one nice thing. And I did kind of feel that as well, that it's uh, a little bit different feel of an event. It also helps it's only three days and not nearly as big as Gen Con. And there's not as many events and, and the hassle and people and everything. So um, it is a little bit different. Um the vendor hall, the aisles were very wide, very like wide, wide enough to drive a like vehicle car through. through. And that's how they set it up. They literally just drive all the vehicles into the space and you can unload your vehicle inside of the building. So it, it never felt like crammed, yes. except in our booth because we had lots of tables, but yes. in the vendor hall now, in general. We did have a hard time finding tables to play at this year mm-hmm. when it was in after in open gaming and after hours. I do have to say all of those tables were packed with people. Um, but when you were shopping, everything was spread out nicely. Now, I did spend a little bit of time. I got randomly pulled into a game of Pokemon, which I have never really played except for with my kids and uh, Bubba Stog and Matt from Love Thy Nerd were like, we're going to go play Pokemon. Come on, join us. I was like, I don't really want <laughs> Ryan and to. I left and Sarah. And we're yes. like, we have some publishers we're going to go talk to. Bye. <laughs> like I left and I was like, fine. So we went in and we just kind of uh, were starting to trash talk each other. And then we didn't realize that if you play a demo game of just one of their battle arena battles that you actually, they'll give you a bunch of giveaways. It's like perfect. So we ended up having a great time. I ended up with all the, you get two characters uh, and we ended up fighting against Bubba who was Pikachu. So it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, just, trying to battle it out and then I got all the good characters and we ended up winning and then we got some good gifts for kids for Christmas so it worked out okay even though this is not something I would have ever stumbled into or done willingly on my own. Uh, I think another highlight was we did have lots of people come up to us and tell us that they enjoyed the channel or that they're coming to Tantrum Con and they're really looking forward to that. So a lot of people um, felt comfortable coming up and saying hi. And that's always a highlight to know that there are people who are watching and listening and enjoying and benefiting our content. It's a joy that people are watching and listening. That could be a really sinister. (laughs) (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Um, And then a lot of publishers are excited about supporting the channel and supporting Tantrum Con with lots of games and giveaways. So 
Lots of fun stuff. Well done, y'all. Way to represent. Thanks so much for making the trip up there. I know that this time of year is a little crazy. That's why I was here working. But I'm glad that you guys got a chance to go uh, have some fun and, and say hi to people and hopefully uh, make an impact on future Tantrum House, Tantrum House stuff. I, um, I have a question that has nothing to do with packs, but it has a question to Will and Sarah. I see over the I'll corner. Allow it. No, no. I see in the corner of your room here. Uh, you pulled out Panic at Gotham City. We did. Did you guys start it? We did. We made it through, uh, I don't know what number it was, but several of the rounds Almost during half. Thanksgiving. Oh. We did see their booth at... Did you? Yes, Incredible and we got tree. to meet them. Cool. Uh, Infinite Rabbit Holes. Inf- yes, Infinite Rabbit Holes. So if you're not familiar with this game, Panic in Gotham City, I mm-hmm. believe it's, it's called, um, is a an immersive box experience, I'm yeah. going to call it. There you go. And you open the box, and there's a board... And then you turn on the app that goes yeah. with it augmented and reality. go through the story. Yeah. yeah. And it uses augmented reality. So you got to walk around your whole table looking at things on the map and then opening secret envelopes. Is yes. this the one where the lady at the booth said they were producing more content? Yes. So don't. For the same game? For the same game. So don't throw away. You don't throw away your box yet or or. If you pass it on to somebody else, plan to get it back because they are making more content we're for it back, the. Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> see how it is. They're making more content for the same box. I have to say that I was thoroughly impressed by the production value of it. Like it's too much. Well, <laughs> it's the, like the nicest escape roomy puzzle game I think I've ever seen. The team, like members of the team, have worked with theme parks before, doing some of those experiences at theme parks. You pull some of these puzzles out, like it's, you know, open up this envelope. And I picked up the envelope and I was like, this is so heavy. And then you tuck it out and it's like, this is the contents of an entire board game. There's like enough tiles in here right. and a board and maps and yeah. 3D did imagery you guys do and the stuff. Zoo one? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, we did. With the animals? Yeah. yeah um, cool. Man, just the, we did like the water sewer map thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, why are these tiles so thick? These are like nice tiles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a one puzzle thing that you yep. put it back in the envelope. It was That's crazy. It. it was, we were having a great time. We didn't finish it yet. We didn't even get, I know that at some point in the game, I don't think this is a spoiler, you get to like the mask. Yeah. We haven't even gotten there yet. So oh, I don't know how far we are. But, you yeah. know, there's each box has either a Batman mask or a Joker mask. Yeah, it, it says that on the box, and so I was like, you know oh. which mask you have? No, I don't. Oh, I, I, well, I, I know. Technically, I do know, because you guys play it. <laughs> but, but we haven't gotten there yet, and so, yeah, we're working our way through it. It's been fun. It's a good time. Cool. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to the show. We hope that we'll see you at TantrumCon. If you haven't gotten your badge yet, go check out all the information at TantrumCon.com, because we've got all kinds of amazing things going on. A lot of the publishers that we got to meet while we were at I wasn't there, but while they were at PAX, uh, are going to be sponsoring the show, and so we'll have some hot games on the tables available for you to play. There's going to be tons of demos. We've got a crazy lineup of tournaments. I think we're actually inventing meals on most of the days, just so that we have time to play these games. Eleven is not an invented meal. <laughs> Somebody invented it. And uh, lots of opportunities to play and eat and enjoy and have fun, and we can't wait to see you there. Hopefully you will have an opportunity to catch us at TantrumCon. Now I have a question for Dan. Uh-oh. This will be your first ever tantrum con. Impossible. That, that's right. What? Where have you been, Dan? <laughs> what are you looking forward to most? Well, okay, so I've done like a Saturday at tantrum con before. This, oh, is, this is my first time doing the whole thing. Oh. And so I actually think that's that's what I'm looking forward to is just the whole experience from beginning to end. Um I know I'm doing a lot of like 
work in the background doing stuff. But honestly, that excites me. And I, I think that's going to be fun to just get to hang out. <clears throat> I was telling the crew earlier that uh, a guy at my work is actually going with his game crew. And uh, so looking forward to seeing some new faces there and seeing old faces as well. It's just overall, it's going to be a good time. The number one comment I got from people very excited that Tantrum Con is almost here while I was at PAX was this is our favorite event to go and actually sit down and have time to play games. Publishers are there's a few people coming that they just are coming to play games and to enjoy themselves, which I really appreciate. Yeah, and I would encourage you to do so. I would say the same thing, but like you guys are talking to a lot of people in the industry and people who go to a lot of cons. I've heard this from just random friends who are like, I've been to a couple of different cons and tantrum comes different. And it's really cool that there's so much room and uh, time to play games. And, and that seems to be a draw. I, I hope it is. And I hope people come and have a great time. Dan, one more question for you. Is the family coming or is it just you? It is just me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're, are you doing the 2 a.m. shift? Like what's the, what, what does Dan look like unhinged? Like what is the tantrum con <laughs> Dan that you we might can get to find out? Um, you, you know, go in waves. I'll, I'll be like super energetic and just kind of goofy for a bit. And then I hit a wall. And once I power through that, then I'm good to go. Is that monster? Is it coffee? What are you using to get to the second stage? Uh, it's, it's caffeine, usually caffeine. Mountain Dew. Do. Yeah, okay. I'm not right. a coffee person. You but, know. Yeah. Sarah and I will be running the late night gaming show at the event. So if you are, or if you're like the people that stay awake till 4 a.m., we'll, maybe we'll be there. Hopefully, I, still conscious. I, I am a little sad. I did miss out on the late night gaming at PAX. There was several groups that got together and played till the wee hours of the morning. But don't worry, Daryl Andrews will be at Tantrum Con to <laughs> head up. The usual 4 a.m. Extravaganza. And if you're the early morning people, Ryan, Melissa, Kevin, are you an early morning? I don't know. What I'm, I'm not a late night. Not a late night. Come, <clears throat> come see us at any time of the day. Somebody I, will be there. I will say, I guess, compared to what you think early morning is, it's like most people don't like to start playing games at 8 or 9 a.m. I'm like, I'm ready. to. Like, yeah. my brain is ready at that time. Whereas I'm, a lot of people are like... Wait till like almost noon. To I just realized that similar to Dan, I've never experienced Tantrum Con at eight in the morning. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm definitely a late night person, so I'll, there, I'll have to pull one of those. Monster Energy drinks. They are one of the sponsors. Great. So you're I'm good set. to go. Yes. I do have to say the very first Tantrum Con, I made the mistake of, yes, I'm in charge of registration. And, and, and I'm going to play late games all night. night. <laughs> yes. So three hours of sleep is not great. I recommend... Ooh. Taking some time to make sure your brain is rested so you can keep playing the next day. Yeah, stay up and party all night and then sleep until 10. That's my routine. Uh, excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for listening in, following along. Hope you're having a great time. Hopefully, we will see you at Tantrum Con. If not, keep playing games, and we'll catch you next time. Bye! Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, Find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.